Thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Got a lot of uh, important stuff to talk about with you this morning. None of it is important or more important than the leadership of this state. Mike DeWine uh, is is a train wreck. Uh, you know how I feel about the little Napoleonic tyrant. You know what I've been saying ever since March 15th-ish of 2020 when he started to destroy the state, uh, when he started and he appointed uh, a far-left uh, health director to help destroy the state. Um, I have wanted him removed. Uh, I could not wait back in 2020 for the year 2022. Well, now here we are, and he is still entrenched. And according to the polls, he is still favored to win re-election. And I've got a problem with that. A couple of guys are running to try to stop that. One is Jim Renacy. We talked to uh, uh, just a few days ago. The other is Joe Blystone. Joe Blystone is somebody we talked to about a week and a half ago. And Joe Blystone's in some trouble. I asked him about that trouble. I asked him about campaign finance law violations, and he said it was no big deal. And by the way, he's just a farmer. What does he know about campaign finance law? It was no no big deal. Well, according to um, the Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, it is a big deal. A letter was sent to Joe Blystone saying, hey, you know those campaign finance violations? Yeah, you have to return $101,000 of questionable campaign contributions and possibly another 130000 so let's talk about the leadership of this state. Now, Nino Vitale is a state representative joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Nino, good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So uh, I read the article. I actually knew about it before it hit the press. I received a copy of, uh, of that letter and uh, also a, 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 a confirmed PDF of the audit, 20 pages of questionable contributions uh, that went over the limit of cash, uh, cash allowance and so on and so forth. What was your reaction to what you saw uh, from uh, the Secretary of State to Joe Blystone? Well, um, so for transparency, I have also been hit with Ohio Election Commission so-called campaign violations. But, of course, that was because I was railing against uh, DeFure DeWine and um, <laughs> DeFure LaRose about the things that they do. I don't believe them to be uh, conservative for the people or Republicans. I believe they have ours next to their names with an L behind it for liberal um, so, and I'm going to call that out, even at my own expense, because I think the people of Ohio deserve to see that. Anyway, you know, LaRose decided to hit me with six campaign violations, five of which were tossed almost immediately, um, which is interesting because the guy who does my audits, they audit me three, four times a year and have done so for nine years and said um, that our campaign is one of the best ones, and he knew nothing about those violations. So, that being said, I'm not defending Joe Blystone. I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong. I'm just saying they can weaponize the Secretary of State's office or the Attorney General's office when they want to. And again, they, and they can do it against their own anytime. That being said, I may have a unique perspective in that I am my own treasure. And people recommend you do not that in, in elected office, especially at the state level. But my response is the buck stops here. If something's wrong with my campaign or what I'm doing, I want to know about it, and I want to be held accountable for it. I'm an MBA. I've been in business for 30 years. I should be able to do this. So I, I went, and, and plus I wanted to understand it. It's like if I'm going to be a lawmaker in the state, I want to clearly understand how the laws work. And since I can't do that in every single area, I want to do it in as many areas as possible. And government managing government is one of the areas that can become very corrupt. So there are rules, such as person like me, person like running for governor, Blystone Renacy, cannot take money from 
um, corporations. Corporations, right. You, right, okay? That's in the report. You can't do it. It's pretty simple. It's, it's, it's just black and white. If you, can't, if you don't have a campaign that understands that, how are you going to manage a multi-billion dollar state like the state of Ohio when you can't get something that's that small correct? If you receive a campaign contribution, for example, over $100, you must report the name of the person and their employer. Now, we may say, well, I don't like that. Well, you know, there's lots of laws I don't like. We have way too many laws in the state, and they pass 10 more laws every single week in Columbus. But it is the law. So if you don't like it, maybe you ought not run for office or try to change it, get into office and change it. But until then, we kind of have to comply with things unless it's completely morally objectable, like, you know, killing babies or something. I mean, I'm not going to comply with that one, so I fight that day in and day out. But I'm not going to go bomb a clinic. I'm going to talk to people about life and why I think that's wrong. So that being said, um, you know, these are simple black and white rules that we have to follow. I've been doing them for nine years. Um, and, I mean, is this, a, is this a, a, a tactic on the Secretary of State to attack a candidate? Um, or, or did he really do things wrong? If we were talking about, and, and this may sound small, but in the world of running for governor, it's, it is small, um, or big to some people, but it's small. If we were talking about $5,000 or $2,500 on a governor campaign, that's kind of a minor note. But $100,000 is a lot of money, and that's a lot of contributions considering the maximum right now is around 13000 So no one, that's another thing you have to know, no one's allowed to give more than 13000 from any individual to a governor or a senator or a house. You may not like that. You may like, not, you may like it, but that's the rule. So know the law, follow it. Yeah, and, uh, and they can't give more than $100 for each cash donation, and yet those are some of the violations here that are that have been flagged, essentially, by the Secretary of State's audit. And, you know, the, the issue here, again, the 101000 as you just pointed out, it's not a 2000 or a $5,000 violation. We're talking about 101000 and we're talking dozens and dozens and dozens, I don't even know the total, of, uh, of uh, uh, over $100 cash donations or contributions that have been made, and... We didn't even talk about the 130,000, uh, Representative Vitale. According to the report, um, they found more than two dozen other irregularities, including missing information about the donors. Who are they? Where's this coming from? Missing or overly vague descriptions of expenditures. What are you spending the money on? Uh, and contributors, and this additional 130,000 in contributions that may need to be refunded because they may have come from corporations. All of these things that you're talking about, and, and, you know, his defense, as I said in the open, his defense is, look, I'm just a farmer. What do I know about this? P- ignorance has never been an excuse for violation of the law. And if you knew you were just a farmer who didn't understand how to run a campaign by the law, then you hire somebody who does. I understand you're your own yeah. treasurer, but it, and you, right. you may have the skills and the chops to do that. If he doesn't, which apparently he doesn't, then you get somebody who is trained to do it and not your wife, which is what he did. Yeah. Well, I know I'm it, I'm happy to be on a Cleveland radio show. I think you know I grew up in that area, West 65th in Detroit, there by Edgewood, and Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church. Um, you go you go running down 71 through Brooklyn. What's going to happen? You know this. Everybody up there knows this. Uh, if you're if you're driving fast, you're going to get a ticket. And whether you claim you saw what the speed limit sign said or not, you're still going to get a ticket. You can't claim ignorance. It doesn't work. Um, and 
you know, we this is serious business. We we have a current governor who you I think aptly described, uh, who is who is an absolute train wreck for freedom and liberty and for jobs and everything else in this in this state. We we don't need an, another train wreck. And if if you do not have the skills to manage a couple of Basically, I would call them eight or ten basic rules that are not hard to understand in campaign finance. Then maybe you're not ready for that type of a position. I don't know, but like I said, I get audited three to four times a year. I get a sheet usually. Um, the law says that they have to mail us, certified mail us something to the campaign address. I get those. I open them up. Sometimes there's three things. Sometimes there's 25 things in them that say, hey, look, these are questions we have. You need to comply by a certain date. Well, guess what I do? I go through them. I audit them. I look at them. If I made a mistake, there's an error, something got omitted, I fix them. And then I submit in writing every single point that they ask for. I respond to them in writing point by point by point. And I correct or explain the situation and then wait for them to respond again. This has been going on for nine years, and I just do it. And... Can you, can you can you tell me something, Representative Vitale? Do you know how large the state of Ohio budget is that is managed by the governor? Well, that's a loaded question, and the reason that's a very loaded question is because we pass an operating budget every two years. The main okay. operating uh, main operating budget passes by constitution. It has to be passed. Uh, I can't remember if it's the end of June or the first month or first day of July, but it's right in that time period. Every two years, the main operating budget has to be passed. Um, that is a multi-billion-dollar budget. Okay, which you, is you very can stop there. Yeah, you can stop there. It, that, that's the only reason I okay. asked. I, I, I just wanted to hear you say that it was in the billions of dollars because it just begs this question: If Joe Blystone says, "Look, I'm just a farmer. How do what do I know about campaign finance?" and he cannot manage a campaign that is worth a few hundred thousand dollars in contributions. How is he going to be entrusted to sit in the governor's office and manage a multi-billion dollar state budget? Um, I'm just a farmer. I can't handle that. How do, I don't understand how that's supposed to make me feel any better than having, you know, I think, I think having an inept person in that seat is almost as bad as having a corrupt person in that seat. I need somebody who knows what they're doing, uh, when it comes to, to managing our funds and our resources, not to mention the issues that you pointed out about freedom and, 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 and liberty. Well, I'll add something to, to make that situation that I agree with even more complex. And this is going to shock you. So if you're not sitting down, you better sit down. If people are driving, they better pull over. There's corrupt people in government. <laughs> and even if Joe Blystone were to win, those corrupt people are not just the elected ones. The bureaucrats are sometimes the worst ones, and they've been in government for 10, 20, 30 years. And if you don't know how to give somebody a task and then keep an eye on them and audit them because you may not be able to trust them, look what happened to the president of the United States. I mean, there were people in D.C. who... who in my opinion, we're giving him bad information in all kinds of areas. And you have to be shrewd. I mean, this is the same thing in the business world that we have to deal with every day. You hire people, you don't know exactly what their skill sets are, especially in the finance world. Are they going to be good at gap accounting principles? Are they going to put your business in a bad spot? And then all of a sudden, you're getting audited by the state or the feds because of things that they see that you did wrong that you didn't know you did wrong. Ultimately, whose responsibility is that? It's the executive's responsibility to make sure the people are doing what they need to do. 
And there are so many people in government looking to take people out or get them in trouble. If you don't have the skills to say, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure these people are doing these jobs and spot check them and audit them and make sure they're doing them right, you're going to get killed. You will get creamed. This is big, big-time money and big-time politics. We're talking with Ohio State Representative Nino Vitale. We're talking about the governor's race, talking about Joe Blystone in some serious trouble over campaign finance uh, law violations or potential violations. I want to talk about the um, the little uh, engine that couldn't. Uh, Mike DeWine destroyed this <laughs> okay. state. Uh, he destroyed the state, and, and, and I think he loved every second of the power that he got. He loved the attention. He loved uh, telling people where they can go, when they can go there, and so on and so forth. According to what I have been told, over 4,000 Ohio bars and restaurants closed in 2020 to never reopen again. Mo- thousands more closed during the time that he told them to close, then opened to 25% capacity and six feet apart, and nobody's allowed to stand up. In other words, nobody wanted to go in anyway. And they right. barely survived by the skin of their teeth, and two years later, they're still in the red trying to make up for that. Bars and restaurants were decimated by Mike DeWine's decisions. And yesterday, we learned, Nino Vitale, that the Ohio Restaurant Association endorsed Mike DeWine for re-election. I'm just going to ask your reaction to that. Yeah, well, I posted about that and communicated about that this morning because that's just a huge shocker to me. Um, I remember the Sunday that uh, Derfuer DeWine came out with that edict um, by sword point. I was coming out of church and somebody said, hey, all the restaurants have to close tomorrow. And I said, by God, I'm going out to one of our local restaurants right now. And I don't usually do that on a Sunday. But um, it just was so shocking to me that he would do that. And um, that is 10% of the paychecks in the state of Ohio, 10%. And (laughs) the, the last thing I want to do as an elected person is deny someone their right to get their paycheck to work and feed their families. Uh, we've got enough people who won't work and are being, you know, living on the dole of other people or free money or money that's not backed by gold standards anymore, all sorts of problems in this country. If we have people who want to show up to work, by God, God bless them, let them go. I mean, let, let's get them in there and get them working. We're talking 575,000 people who work in the restaurant industry. I mean, there's 11 million people, 11 and a half million people in the state of Ohio. That's a huge percentage of the people who, who are in this state. And it's not just your waiter or your waitress. It's the truck drivers who drive the straight trucks with the Gordon Food Service trucks and all those kind of things. Everybody was affected by that. How? I mean, talk about in the area of things that make you go, hmm. I mean, if that doesn't make you go, hmm, what's going on? That does not. These organizations, and unfortunately this is true of many of them in Columbus, they are bought and paid for by Big donors, some of which aren't even in the state. In this case, it's the big restaurants who have the deep pockets who were able to weather this thing or get the big COVID cash. Is that the kind of country and state we want to live in? Because that's not what I want to do. You know, I I completely concur. And um, I have been told by some people uh, who I will not identify because they asked for confidentiality that a close look at Governor DeWine's stock portfolio may reveal an inordinate number of of shares of the big box stores you're talking about right now 
because it's the mm-hmm. big box stores that were allowed to stay open, not the mom and pop stores. It's the big restaurant chains that were able to weather the closing, not the mom and pops. And as a matter of fact, they probably increased in value when the competition, meaning the small independent restaurants and bars that had to shut forever, are no longer there to compete for the dollars of the consumers. Uh, and I don't know that to be true. I'm just this is something that somebody told me to look into. Uh, if that information is publicly available. Well, you, you better you tell your listeners me. not to touch their radio right now because some, some kind of flame may jump out of it with that truth bomb you're throwing out. <laughs> but th- it's interesting you bring that up because I, it was probably 16 months ago now. I decided to go look because we have another ethics organization uh, at the state level, the state uh, thing called JLEC, Joint Legislative Ethics Committee. And what we have to do with them is if you're on the ballot – you have to provide them all of your major assets and where they are contained and who and where they are contained at. So there is a significant amount that the public can look up if they know where to go with these JLEC files about the holdings of any elected official. And, and interestingly enough, the other thing that you're not bringing up is the large amount of medical and pharmaceutical holdings that Mike DeWine owns which, of course, has nothing to do with the last two years, I'm sure. It's just coincidence. And, and a lot of those were picked up when he was Senator Mike DeWine, where he also was part of passing a bill to create a legal shield where you can't sue a vaccine company if some harm were proven that came from the vaccine. And they're the only drug and, and one of the only uh, um, sectors of an industry that has this special carve-out where they're completely immune to all lawsuits if their product does harm. But yet here we are suing gun manufacturers when somebody uses a gun incorrectly, when 99.9% of the guns out there have never killed anybody, but we're suing them, but we can't sue a vaccine manufacturer. And Mike DeWine owns tons, tons, and tons of stock, maybe even more than the big box stores you mentioned. Purely coincidence. Purely coincidence. Purely coincidence. And it's all out there in the jail. Like, yeah, uh, it's all there. Right. Representative Nino Vitale, terrific information. I really appreciate it on both of those issues. Thank you so much for the work you do. We'll talk to you again, I hope. All right. Thanks, sir. Thanks very much. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.